0: What is up everybody, welcome to another episode of Yala, Burn. your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what Terence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, mm. and in mm. this this life these days, humor is always needed. Yeah, it's been a rough uh, week eh, in general for all of Singapore, everyone yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah. Adjusting, like, a, like, have you felt a lot of changes to your life? Um, you, uh,
1: I'm, in the sense that like change is the only constant la, right now, to be Whoa, honest. So philosophical, la. yeah, Whoa. yeah. In that, in that, you just, you just like, oh, uh, yeah, what for? Make plans,
0: oh, your plans are disrupted, oh, okay, la, you know, move on, la. yeah. That's all you can do, I guess. when it- I guess when it comes to like family, or if your family is greater than two people, because like for me, like right now, uh, it's me and my girlfriend in my in my house, but for you, you have a family of uh, more than just you and your wife, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, okay, la, like for example, travel
1: doesn't matter much to me at this point, la, you know? I can't travel yeah, regardless. Yeah. yeah. So, but I guess for young, uh, you know, active people like yourself, it's a bit tougher, la, right?
0: Um, yeah, but I would imagine if I was not in a long term relationship. Uh, yeah. actually no la they dating all still two people can like. So okay, yeah. 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 I think I think it's just the F and B cause now when I tap out some stuff from outside it's really like fucking it's it's deserted man. Mm. And and mm. it's so sad and like wah Um it's just tricky la. and like for people in the fitness industry, they're having to adapt and change and all that. Mm. Because I can imagine a lot of people happy at the need to work from home again. La. Yeah. Yeah. If you know they were going into office and all. Correct, correct. We're making, so,
1: correcting all the past mistakes that, that have been made.
0: Correcting la. all the past mistakes. Eh? Yeah.
1: But uh, it's funny Wait. you talk about this because all this is linked to our uh, first topic also. La. First story. yeah. But before that, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, Definitely the our podcast. If uh, it has touched you in some way, uh, rather than just telling someone about it, la, why not come onto our subreddit and, you know, uh, just let us know why why you enjoy listening to it, lah. Uh, because mm. it's 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 as much as you think. It's just like, huh, what's the point of it? What's the point of me telling you why I listen to it or where I'm listening to it, and all that? Actually, to us, it's uh it's very interesting when we read those kind of posts, like people who come on a subreddit and tell us, oh, I started listening to you guys at this point, and you know, it's really interesting because I you know started taking public transport to go back to work after blah blah and all that, and then yeah, it, it just kind of you know really like 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 crystallizes who exactly our audience is lah. And, and that mm. helps us a lot lah. i don't know I don't, it makes me feel it makes me
0: feel good doing this podcast lah. how are you hell yeah man and and i mean the link to our subreddit is in the show notes and chances are if you're listening to this plug you're already listening to the podcast and if you yeah it, it's just a, and if you haven't visited our subreddit it's closing in on the 1600 member milestone mm. uh uh, during which Terrence will start losing sleep until we mm. cross that mark. Mm. Mm. So so yeah, so so come join us, man. Yeah. Even in the past twenty four hours there are like five posts and a bunch of comments. It's fucking yeah. great. Yeah. well speaking right. of like uh everyone clustering around a, a thing, right? Uh what mm. is our
1: first story about?
0: Our first story is about the, the record fall in Singapore's population over the past year. Um based on official figures released on tuesday september 28th mm, um and i mean it's it's interesting partly because at first i was like of course lah, the fucking population will fall so many people cannot come back to singapore so many people have left but the more i read out the more i did my research i was like oh shit this is a this is a quite a serious thing to take note of la. mm. mm, mm, mm. Right. yeah i think I the, mean,
1: the the big headline thing is that uh Citizen and resident populations have year on year declines since nineteen uh, for the first time since nineteen seventy, right? Since they mm. started collecting this information, which is whoo, that's that's a, that's a long time and fifty-six years uh, you know, sorry,
0: fifty-one years, fifty-one years. Yeah. yeah. So so I mean, uh, just to give a brief overview of the the main trends, right? Mm. Um so the total population fell for the second straight year. Uh, it's the largest year-on-year decline since 1950. Mm -hmm. Um, And only the third time our our population has had a negative growth from one year to the next. Mm. Um, There are fewer citizens. um, uh, It decreased by 0.7%. The PR population also decreased. And the non-resident population decreased. So that would be, yeah, for foreign employees um, and and people with uh, work permit holders la. Mm. Um, then aging population that's one statistic that, is, that has increased mm, mm. Um, the citizens aged 65 and above is rising at a faster pace compared with the last decade mm. so if you see over the last decade it has already been increasing we know that the silver population is coming but that the rate of increase um, yeah la, it, it has inc- uh, gotten higher mm. then there's fewer citizen marriages mm-hmm. um, fewer transnational marriages mm. I was wondering what a transnational marriage is but I'm guessing it's Citizens of two different countries, like.
1: Mm-mm. Correct,
0: yeah. Right. Uh, there are fewer births. Mm-hmm. I think it's our lowest birth rate now. We're at one point one, mm. uh, right. which is below the the rate uh, required to to maintain our population. Mm. And there are fewer new citizens and PRs, like. Correct, correct, yep, yep. Yeah. So so those were the the eight main things, Like But but when you first saw the news that okay population decline, what was your thoughts, like? mm. Yeah, I mean, um, to, to
1: me it was not a not a huge surprise initially just looking at the the, the initial data obviously obviously, uh, COVID and all these things are issues but um, stuff like birth rates uh, I was quite surprised with birth rates because uh, uh, I remember when I was going to a hospital with my wife to the gynecologist and all they were telling us that during CB like a lot of couples were coming in you know, uh, pregnant uh, they said that the mm. yeah you know, there was a huge surge in the number of uh of babies being born uh, babies uh being conceived uh. So I was mm. under the impression that Singaporeans now now that they're bored and everything, they're probably spending more time at home uh copulating. Uh. But uh mm. apparently not. Apparently not. Uh yeah, is <laughs> yeah, apparently that was just maybe a short burst of fire for like the two months during the CB. Seems like after that it has gone back to like the low,
0: low, 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 low levels, uh. Yeah. yeah, I mean like uh, the, the birth rate I think uh, they said by end by end December it was a very low birth rate which meant that at the start of the year already people were like oh shit do you want to have a kid in mm. this world mm. and I think yeah my first thought also yeah CB you know pe- couples living together don't need to go out stay at home confirm there'll be a spike but <sighs> I guess on a higher level if you're thinking about having a kid yeah. uh, with the world looking so uncertain chances are it will push back your plans la.
1: yeah 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 Correct, correct, But I think right. it also speaks to a larger issue at hand. Uh, that is maybe more than just about COVID, lo. um Which is what? Basically, our baby you know we've been throwing so much money at this baby issue, but um, there's a lot of things that I think have happened in the last one two years that have shown that um, there's very I mean, as much as they they just want to replace the population, but uh, they don't. there, there isn't really that much support to to help you. Uh to help you, uh, you know, and your kid growing up, like really. Mm. And and, and I, I can go into more detail, uh, but that's just one that's, that's what I, I feel about it. Uh, I think money we I mean all the years have shown that having baby bonuses, all that don't really work. Uh, you know? I mean this year they in- increased the baby bonus for kids born in October onwards. Right? Yeah, another 3K, yeah. but didn't do shit
0: like uh. in fact that quarter I think was the worst or something, huh? And this one must give the context to our new listeners. You are speaking not just as a layperson. person with no idea of what it means to bring a child into the world. Yes. Because you are the proud father of a of, of a one-year-old child. La. Yeah. He was born last year. He was born in September 2020. Uh, and yeah.
1: so, he missed the cutoff for the extra $3,000 by like 12 days or something like that. Uh, oh, man. And, and yeah, la, you know, and then my process of like... I, I wasn't the only one who was a bit miffed about it because... You know, having to to give birth to a baby, not not me giving birth, my wife giving birth to a baby, and then having to bring it up through COVID, did incur a lot of extra costs and, and worry and everything So mm-hmm. um, you know, banding with, together with other parents and, and sending an appeal letter to to our MP saying, hey, you know, can you help us out? You know, where where we are the real COVID baby, COVID parents like, You know, our babies came out during COVID like at the height of COVID and all. You know. Uh, and and it's, not, it's not our fault, you know, we wanted to, we we conceived, yes, the baby was conceived before COVID, but we, we the baby had to be delivered during COVID, like, you know, we didn't have a choice, like, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that was just like dismissed, though, in Parliament. They're just like, oh, so, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, we just have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, sorry, too bad. Then uh, I think that the thought in a lot of people's minds was like, that feels really arbitrary and unfair, like, and and mm. maybe maybe that has made people realize that the government doesn't really, other than just to you know replace the population, there isn't really a thought about who's
0: really suffering and how do we, how do we help these people? As opposed to let's say from the start of circuit breaker, anyone who was born, uh, yeah. you get your grant Yeah, yeah, yeah. something, yeah, you something logical,
1: something logical like that that says like, hey parents, we know you're suffering, we're here with you, you know. But, but it didn't seem so like that. Like, the move was more like uh, hey, our population is decreasing. We need to replace population so that we don't have to get so many migrants in to replace the workforce next time. Here's here's so, the incentive so you, only for these people. Yeah. So you managed to rally up a group of new parents, eh? Yeah, and wrote a letter to Indrani, you know, MP Indrani how, and everything. And and I think How she, you find
0: is how you find these new parents.
1: My my wife my wife was uh my wife is she has this amazing uh, telegram group of of uh, parents of kids who were all born in September, oh yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't discount the the underground activities that are going on. Yeah, Well wow, Telegram is like hashtag, the unsung hero of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag no more top down. Uh, you know, no more top down bottom up. By the way, yeah. So I'm I'm just saying that the yeah the certain things have shown that uh certain numbers in this report have shown that. Uh, our efforts in the past 10 years 20 years have not worked uh, you know we're just trying to you know get people to 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 marry earlier or or, or to have kids uh,
0: more kids especially yeah i think i think that was the revelation for me because at first my thought process was like okay the population decrease uh yeah obviously um because these uh stats were taken up till june 2021 like, and we yeah. know that a lot of for foreigners uh the like the white-collar workers and all, have mm. left or have gone back and are working remotely. So, of course, the population will decrease. Mm. But then, um, as... And and just from reading the chatter online, there was, uh, of course, some people who were like, okay, you know, happy the foreigners are li- leaving, you know. Mm. Um, and finally, the Singaporeans have the chance to take up these roles. But as many people rightly pointed out, the fact that they are leaving doesn't mean they are leaving their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, They are transitioning to maybe more remote jobs because... Overall, globally, there's a greater push like that. Okay, you know, remote work is possible. You don't need to be tied to a certain country geographically. And as much as there are foreigners living in the white collar positions, the PMETs, yeah, the the they might be taking their jobs with them, which is which is the worrying trend line. Not because mm-hmm. I'm vilifying them or anything, but it's because in this new age of remote work, um, whatever the government has been saying about how Singapore is losing its it could lose its status as like a half of talent. Is true la. Um, and oh. and that I think is is what hit me. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, our population birth rate is de- declining, oh. and I think years ago I used to think, okay, population birth rate decline, good la. Then our population doesn't max out the facilities, but there's a certain birth rate that is required to maintain um, our our workforce, maintain this. Failing which, we need to find uh, um, uh, people people la, and the, the the plan always has been to bring in foreigners, but that causes a whole bunch of other issues. So this whole thing, I was reading it, I was like, oh, shit, this is fucking complicated. It's super pressing. The older population is also a very real thing. And that's when I realized that if I just took it at face value for the title, I wouldn't be as alarmed. Mm, mm. So you're alarmed up, basically. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it just feels like, oh, shit, if... if if we're going down this path, yeah, where the Singapore population is decreasing, all the issues that, you know, I would assume most people are aware of the local foreign tensions, the, the fact that our workforce is not um, uh, growing or the skilled labor workforce. There's a lot of foreign companies setting up um, headquarters here, like even Warner Media just mm-hmm. set up their regional HQ here. Mm-hmm. And I think when the article came out, they said their design... Uh, for work was based on like work from home uh, re- and remote work like designed for the office mm. so that's where i feel okay this is not going to be solving the social issues that we are all aware of yeah um and and yeah that's when i'm like oh shit because you see that in the rising cost of uh, let's say housing or even mm. the fact that now If you're a couple waiting for a BTO, it's a super tough position because you want to buy resale also, that's increasing. And there's a lot of foreign investment in Singapore for properties which is driving up the cost of everything. And it just feels like, oh, shit, Uh, it's getting tougher and tougher, which by extrapolation i would imagine some people are even thinking do they want to have kids that early mm, mm, mm. Correct, correct you know take for example for for me right i just got my place last year mm. uh yeah i'm i am in a, in a sta- stable very stable relationship very happy got plans to settle down but mm. the plans to settle down also got pushed back yeah it means the plan to have kids also gets pushed back and i and i actually know quite a few friends who at this point are not looking to have kids which mm. i've never heard of before mm mm-hmm. and and the reasons are because of um, I think it's just like uh, the. I don't know the extent because it's not the also the easiest thing to to probe. But it's just basically like okay, they are they they are career minded. Um, and right now with all the uncertainty and their own personal interest to to you know maybe uh live in another country at some point because remote work is more possible. Having a kid just becomes more complicated and yeah and the rising cost of living is also an issue then it's one of those things that I can't imagine 10 years ago more any of my close any of my friends saying oh they're that firm about not having kids mm, I see I see I see do you do you have friends who are because you also have single friends right yeah um, do you know what their thoughts are on kids you know or like even married with no kids yet Uh yeah I think one interesting thing is that I've
1: seen a lot of uh, like the last two years have been tough like, like I always would say for young people, uh, whether in terms of like, uh, you in university, or you're, you just started a new job, and things like that, it's a very different, uh, it's a very strange world, that they're in right now, right? Um, mm. And yeah, you know, I think a lot of couples, that have gotten married recently, they, they basically have been putting off, their marriage plans, for almost like a year, or a year and a half, yeah. or something like that already, uh, but, the, the sense I get from talking to them, is that it just feels like, there's a lot of unfinished business with regards to getting married, you know? In the sense that they couldn't really celebrate with their friends, they couldn't really celebrate their, their extended families. So so this whole process of getting married just feels like this very extended, long, one-year-long journey, you know? And don't even mm. talk about honeymoon. The honeymoon side of things, I think everyone has like, well, where the hell can we go? And not, every, not everybody wants to go to Germany. That's, that's the unfortunate truth, you know? So... Mm-hmm. um yeah, it, I I can't. I can totally understand why why people are like, uh, you know, that that like kids is not even on the on the horizon. Even if they are getting married, you know, or anything like that, because there's yeah. just so much unfinished business, uh, with everything else la. And then, uh, and the plus plus, you know, you you saw the, I mean, we saw the 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 very sad case of what happened in in River Valley school and all that. Like, I am not not trying to extrapolate that this is linked to fertility rate uh per se. But it shows you there are a lot of uh stretch points in our school system, um that have yeah. been exacerbated by by, you know, uh uh home based learning and all these things that we're doing for the first time uh during COVID. And uh yeah, if you if you see that if you're if you're not if you in your own career and your own your own family set up or house set up you're not ready to to take on responsibility to to you know have a kid and all these things right then um you definitely would think twice about it la
0: yeah yeah, and I mean there's one thing about changing perspectives, but let's say even for for me lah, right i mean in a interfaith relationship mm-hmm. right um and certain facilities uh, for certain religions, uh, for weddings are booked out for a fucking long time. Yeah, yeah. You know? Great, great. So so it's one of those things that then of course it brings back unfortunately to the restrictions and, and all this and and it just feels like one hot pile of mess um that is causing a lot of, of repercussions. Like and I mean there's no perfect solution. You look at any country in the world. I'm sure every country thinks they can do it better. But just the reality of the situation, I was like, oh my god. Um, uh, but actually, in some ways, like, uh, I know we
1: talked about this in passing previously, like But in some ways, when you walk around, uh, Orchard, and then it's like quite empty, right? Or not? I'll not say empty, la, But definitely not as packed as before. And everything. Does that make you feel? a bit of nostalgia for the old times when, when life wasn't so busy and so crowded as it was in 2019.
0: So, wait, as in life wasn't as busy as or crowded as it was in
1: 2019? No, you know, like, in the late uh, 2010s and everything, like, Singapore is like a vibrant city, got F1, la, got so many things going on. La. I just hated going to town back then, la, you know? Cause it was like it just mm. felt everything just felt so packed, so crowded. Every new cafe was like to the brim with reservations, and you could never, you could never like, you know, you had to queue up like seven in the morning just to just to go to a cafe and things. And MRT like, trains were like yeah, packed, packed. And then there was always breaking down, and everything was on the like on the verge of breaking down. But we were still like, oh, oh you know, like it's the ship, and we're gonna have like party. If we if we can't have a party on Singapore, we're gonna take a ship and go out and have a party on the seas, you know. Things like that, mm-hmm. and, and, and that, that that just like, I don't know how how that felt sustainable at that point in time, but now just yeah. going back to like you know Singapore where it's not as like packed and crowded all the time, and you know the crowds are regulated and stuff like that. Actually, it makes you feel like, yeah, you know, maybe we it really is that we just grew too fast, uh, over the
0: last like two decades or so, you know. Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm enjoying the less crowds, uh, uh morbidly like, um, I know less crowds means means like terrible business for a bunch of different businesses but I I think most people like, would enjoy the fact that when you wait for an MRT, you wrote, you remember, uh, that there was, uh, I think 2019, 2018, there were times when you're waiting for the MRT, the MRT comes but you can't get in yeah. and you have to wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. So I will totally admit that I'm enjoying it now where that is no longer a concern and all yeah. but I think it's almost like the 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 secondary weight of like fuck um because previously last time even if, if it was packed it still felt like okay there's a certain element of control where if you decide you want to do something, you can see a path. It might be a very hard path. Mm. But now it feels like there's so many things where if you want even if you want to do something, there's so many things out of your control that it it's it make things difficult. La. So for example like the even planning a wedding or something mm it feels like you can plan all you want, you can have a date in mind and all that, but you have to kind of em- uh, embrace the fact that that might change out of, and, and in no part due to anything you did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great, so, great. so I mean, but at the same time, if, if you look back at like, you know, when things, even in the 2010s, when things were, were less uh, packed, and, and I also feel that you you can't have one or the other. I think the fact that it was packed also resulted in a lot of, um, externalities that brought around, brought uh, development, like, you know, like getting more people in the workforce, more people means more taxes and all that. Mm. So that's where I also once I go down that path, I'm like, fuck man, there's no there's no perfect solution and that's why I don't feel that, I haven't had that nostalgic thought yet. Like. You've, been, you've been feeling nostalgic eh? Yeah, yeah, I've been feeling that like, oh, this is, this
1: feels uh, much more comfortable to grow up in the don't don't say don't say live in lah, but just to grow up, you know, uh, in a much more uh, I I don't feel so much disdain for, you know, going out as much as I, I used to. Uh to mm-hmm. me like going out is like, oh, okay, okay, I will go out, it won't be so stressful finding a parking lot and and, and then there won't I won't have to fight people in crowds and things like that, la, you know. Um there's now I feel it's much more I feel I don't know, I just feel much more it's much more manageable, la, And and I can imagine for, for younger
0: people as well, um, yeah, but it's it's much more manageable, yes. But it's also a lot of things you have to to give up and sacrifice. Eh. Correct la, correct. Uh,
1: of course. Uh, yeah, but I, but that's why maybe this is the adjustment that we needed la. Like you know, you know how the MRT was kept breaking down at one point of time, and, and mm. it was just issue after issue after issue, and then and then they would have to do the repairs. Between the hours of twelve midnight to six AM, because that's the only time the MRT was like not packed, right? Um, mm. Maybe now this reduced uh, load and everything uh, can give our urban planners and and even the government a bit more time to really think about, you know, the going forward how do we manage the population properly, la. And so uh, that's why I bring it back to this population decline also in that it, hopefully uh, it's a blip because of of COVID nineteen. But it also gives us a mm. little bit of breathing space to to think about urban planning, our spaces, and are we packing too many sardines into the, into the can? Nah, you know.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. That. That. I agree. And I mean, maybe it's also uh, uh, reaching a point where if we don't figure out how to uh, get our Singaporeans trained and equipped to take on certain roles, right? We will. Is is getting closer to the to the how you say uh, the the time where everything is outsourced and, like, Singaporeans are not filling the roles uh, of PMETs and all. Mm. And I think we've always, we've always heard that 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 warning, but now I feel like we're getting close to that and there, need, there needs to be not only changes to, like, the, I don't know, education system, the training, but also the fact that, he, like, I think what you said just now, maybe Singapore is not the most conducive place for bringing up a family and maybe mm. there needs to be changes. You know, maybe even the messages um, online about you know academic performance and and uh, the chase for uh, you know condo and all this mm. uh, needs to evolve like, because i think it was as recent as last year when i was watching uh, a show on channel 5 uh, on property mm-hmm. and I think one of the ministers, I cannot remember and I know it sounds like I'm pulling this out of my ass, but I re- distinctly remember him saying that, you know, landed property in Singapore is reserved for the 5% of the population who have made it. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to that and I was like, what the fuck kind of message is that? Mm-hmm. Um, because that totally puts in your in your picture uh, a certain element of what success is. like, And you see that when um, you hear like the general messaging from our ministers and the little, little incident, incidents, like, you know, went to a the recent uh, kerfuffle by Vivian Balakrishna. Mm. And all that really needs to be re-examined, like, because it's all these little subtle, subtle things that also contribute a lot to the culture of, like, oh, I must, must fucking work over everything. um And the, the fam- bringing up a family and, and, like, what you said earlier on about the incentives to even have a kid. Like. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so,
1: I mean, like, you know, like statements like what Josephine Thiel said. How much, how much space do you, how much space do you really need to have a baby and things like that, like, I think then yeah. you, need, you need to really, you know, take back those statements. I really think about mm. like what it really means to bring up a child, like, in Singapore. You know, if you yeah. live in the public housing and you know going to a park or garden, you know that isn't overcrowded with people. Is a is is you know it's just a something you gotta have like, and, and you know like I think um, you can say that oh all this is is, is is subjective right whether you enjoy living in Singapore no, no but I mean there are real like uh, I mean it, real informative studies that have been done by or rankings that have been done like you know lifestyle uh, magazines like Monocle and all that that have pointed out these issues about Singapore like, that, that you know Singapore like the, the ratio of, of gardens to the number of people and stuff like that you know and all, mm, these, all mm. these lead to a certain quality of life that that uh, can't be replaced just by earning more
0: money, lah, basically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, even, I guess, the it's shining a light on a lot of different areas. Like one thing that I hope really changes is the treatment of the migrant workers in Singapore. Lah. Because mm. as much as we are all facing restrictions, I think the migrant worker com- community who have been stuck in the dorms is one of the single most... Um, lockdown demographics of people in the world. Mm. Because even right now, all they do is go out to work uh, and come back. And there was a trial where they were allowed four hours, I think, out into the city to go wherever they want and come back. But that has obviously been put on hold because of the new restrictions. And it just feels like, okay, maybe maybe that, that model of, of employment is also not the most sustainable. Uh. Mm. So in some way, hopefully, this whole thing is a fucking shock to the system. Mm. and like what you said like we the, the the people in the positions of power realize that okay something something needs to change um and i and i hope it's not the same thing that okay we if you want a standard of life in singapore these are the uh, concessions you have to make like because i think it was sudhir who mentioned on the podcast we had him as said, yeah you can look at it that way but why can't we look at it another way where we have all this in place in singapore why can't we just strive to be better like? um if there's a no city that has been able to assure a quality of life without compromising something why can't we try and strive past that la mm-hmm. you know and i think i think that's super important la, because yeah you read this thing it could it could feel like oh shit we are we are fucked as a country people are getting old. everything's getting more expensive but i hope especially for the younger generation like you know when we speak to even the yale and us um student who came in yeah. there's a certain there's a certain feeling that they can change things la and i think that mm. is super important la. Mm, mm there's a feeling that yeah they uh
1: yeah that that you can you can you can have your education and everything from overseas but the most important thing is like how do you apply that locally lah right how do you mm. uh, bring those ideas and and make them work in singapore and things like that la. so it is uh yeah la, it's a uh, maybe maybe hopefully this population thing can be a wake up call for the you know the planners and the bureaucrats who who often rely a lot on hard data to make their decisions as well, right?
0: Yeah, and go and make some babies, man.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that is the ultimate. Uh, just
0: make them babies. Call to action, uh, make babies. <laughs> yeah, call to action. Yeah, if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, just go make a baby, man. Yeah, yeah, make and I mean baby. that in jest. Please do not take it literally. Yeah. Um having a child I, I yeah, I can imagine just by proxy la, from listening to you is a monumental task. Mm, mm but very very uh, rewarding la, rewarding. Won't mm. deny
1: it. But uh yeah, yeah, it's a you know, uh lack of space is a is a very tough issue la. But uh but our next topic is about people who who you know, you give them a space and they'll run circles around it. And they they will you know they'll cover very they can cover great spaces in very short times. Uh but mm. but the but apparently <laughs> this space that they are occupying is not big enough for the two of them. And then yeah has come to a come to a conclusion recently, right? And what are we talking about? Actually not say conclusion, la. there's a there's a new chapter. A new la.
0: chapter, yeah. It's reached a new chapter, yeah. yep. What are we talking about? And I mean the the one the the, the core of what we're talking about is the fact that um uh, marathoner So Ruyong, um, mm. who has who has been in the public eye, uh, quite a bit of late. Um, he he started a crowdfunding uh, campaign to raise money for some for legal fees that he is currently um, being uh, currently having to pay la. Mm. Um, and the broader context is that um, two in the twenties. 2015 SEA Games, mm. um, there was some controversy where uh, a peer of his who was taking part in the same marathon as him um, came out saying that uh, there was a U-turn that most of the other competitors missed that he didn't miss and he mm. slowed down to, to let everyone catch up and eventually, I think he finished not in uh, the medal position la, and he was quite uh, he shared that story and it soon made its rounds on the international circuit and he won like international fair play prize and mm. even Lee Sian Lung ma- mentioned that, that, uh, that action in the NDP rally but in 2018, So Ru Yong came out and disputed that claim mm. like, which started a whole defamation suit from the other marathoner, uh, Ashley Liu mm. and which recently culminated in a verdict a few weeks ago that uh, ruled in favor of Ashley Liu and demanded that So ryong pay one hundred and eighty thousand dollars in legal fees. La. So yesterday was the launch of his crowdfunding uh, appeal. Okay, okay. So so that's the the context. Mm. Yes. So uh, just for
1: uh, okay, just, just for simplicity's sake, can we just refer to So ryong as as uh, Mister So, and then mm. uh, Ashley Liu, the the guy who's suing him or sued him, as Doctor Liu because he is a uh, He's a chiropractic doctor, right? And, and, and generally, mm. he's addressed as Doctor Liu. So, so I, I, guess it's just easier. It'll be easier for everyone to follow when we say Mister Mister So and Doctor Liu, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. And uh, and both of them are marathoners. And essentially, yeah, Like what you said, uh, Doctor Liu has uh, he sued So Ryong, uh uh, Mister So for for saying something about his about his uh sportsmanship and all that, right? essentially. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now so, the, the judge has ruled in favor of Dr. Liu and asked Mr. So to pay
0: $180,000 in damages. La. Yeah. So, so I mean, full disclosure also is that I met uh, Mr. So yesterday on a shoot mm. for Channel News Asia. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, because I'm going to be hosting an upcoming show that's going to be deb- debuting on November 2021. But more on that uh, another time. But yeah, just so happened that uh, I had a long conversation with him about um, issues not related to this. It was related to the show. Mm-hmm. But on the proxy, yeah, I, I got to know him. I met him for the first time. So so when we were deciding whether or not to talk about this, I will admit that um, I was like, okay. Um, he, he did tell me the more backstory about the case that is not in the public sphere. So I'm not going to share any of that. Mm. But um, I did feel a little... Conflicted la, to mm. be honest. You compromised. Hey, <laughs> eh, okay. Don't do all this labeling <laughs> shit. Okay. Um and and conflicted only because uh yeah, I, I met him personally, I heard his side of the story, uh some of the things that maybe can't be said at this point in time because the case is still ongoing. Um and then when I saw the, the news and how people were reacting online, yeah, I did feel like okay, it would be cool to hear from him. Mm. Uh, so that's why we were discussing this, I was like Shit uh do I want to talk about it at this point because uh just a heads up, he will be coming on our podcast next week or at least we are working towards that mm. um assuming nothing uh not n- no no legal developments or anything so part of me was like should we discuss it then? but then uh, I know Terence was excited to talk about this, and I also wanted to go through with it because i think I think it's a it's an interesting uh thing when people who are yeah you know public figures to to whatever extent know someone else who's in the public eye and face a similar conflict about whether or not to say their thoughts because they might have access to some info. So I wanted to go through that process with you and our listeners Mm. because I did not want to shy away from talking about this just because I have now a personal acquaintance with with the person in question. Correct, correct. So essentially everything that you say also has to take a pinch of, with a pinch of
1: salt also, right? Um. For your, I mean, I mean for we, your own sake
0: and for our listeners also, just letting our listeners know. Yeah, it. yeah. I guess I mean right. I I I'm not going to deny that whatever I say, no matter how unbiased or, or unprejudiced or uh, I I try and sound that, it is it is at the back of my mind like, Which mm. is why I think it's important he's coming next week. Yeah, yeah. But yep. yeah, you those of you listening, take what you may yeah. because I also have my thoughts on the crowdfunding campaign and the appeal from an objective perspective. Like but I know Terrence also has his.
1: Yeah, yeah. But Be- I mean, because uh, I won't deny that. Even the whole seven minute two point four challenge that he threw out and everything. Uh we mm. had we had a very big uh we had we had a a podcast about Difference that as well. Yeah. There. And we just I mean I felt like it was it was a bit over the top and everything like, you know. Uh mm. and I think I made it quite clear on the podcast as well.
0: And that was before I met him like Yeah, yeah that was before
1: you met him and, yeah. and and also uh yeah, so so I mean for me it was like when I saw this latest thing, um I th- I also realized that there was a lot of uh, there's a very big backlash going going up against him la, just for mm. just for uh, yeah, a lot of people are like wow this guy has the gall to like raise money for a defamation suit um when honestly he was the one who who brought it upon himself in the first place la, in the sense that uh, he, he won the race right he won the race that race that was in question yeah, in 2015 so he young. was yeah, the so goldman list the other guy ended up, uh, I mean, Dr. Liu ended up 8th in the race, like, right? 8th. Mm. So, whether or not he he won the sportsmanship award and all that, I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't win the race. Like, Dr. Liu didn't win the race at all. So, for... So, everyone's like, huh? why Then why would you go out of your way to to call him out, you know? Uh, why would you, mm. as the winner of the race, go out of your way to say that the the eighth, the, the person who came in eighth doesn't deserve a sportsmanship award and anything like that. So I think a lot of people mm. are, are, are wondering about that. And then probably because of that they're also quite turned off by, by the fact that now So Ryong is is trying to raise money privately to to uh pay back the, the damages um Yeah. But yeah, but
0: what but what 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 do you think about about that charge? I mean the the charge you mean, uh, the overall? Uh, no, as in the the
1: fact that the the gold medal winner is is you know saying that the the person who, the Doctor Liu who came in eighth is uh, not deserving of his sportsmanship award and you know all that
0: I mean that one. I think if if he feels that he has the right to share it Okay. The one like I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but but that's just something that if he feels he shares la. Freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Yeah, what? Uh, I think whatever people want to post on their Facebook, um, it's it's up to them. Would I uh, have done it in his position? I don't know. Uh yeah. So yeah, you know, so, yeah. So what do you think? Uh, I think it's uh, uh,
1: probably not the, not 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 the best, not the best move to do la. As in, mm. in in bad taste la. right? Mm. Uh, mm. in a sense like if you already won the thing already. Uh, there's there's no need to beat down on, on on someone else who who got a consolation prize for sportsmanship you know mm. yeah. So it's just in uh in bad things. Of course, freedom of speech you can say whatever you want. But but I think here we're literally debating whether it was a it was
0: a tasteful thing to do lah. Yeah, but tasteful thing is very very uh, subjective. What right? I mean, that mm. one. So that's why I think it's also important to note that I've, I yeah, feel you are, you are, you, are, you are you are no you are pointing lah. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not conflicted. You are asking me all these questions, uh-huh. which I think is not relevant to the crowdfunding thing, What If you want to go back into uh, why he posted that in 2018, there's a lot more context that I myself am not aware of. I haven't read the full judgment, yeah. so I w- I would say those kind of questions, right, is 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 a whole different issue. No, no, but I mean, I I think you can have an opinion about whether you thought it was a
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. tasteful thing, even just as a sports person, as a as a sportsman as well, right?
0: Yeah, so I mean, as a as a tasteful thing, yeah, like it is kind of like you're bringing up something from three years ago. Then my question is, why didn't you bring it up uh, at the at the time of the incident uh-huh. as well? Like. Uh-huh. So would I have done it uh, in that process? Uh, no, I would think if there was a that big a sore point, I would have done it earlier. But I also want to make mm. clear that you're asking me these questions. It, whatever I answer is now going to be seen <laughs> as 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 I'm taking sides, like <laughs> la. And no I hope the, the listener no can understand. The Terrence is this kind of person. No, no, no. This <laughs> uh, that, that's the thing.
1: I'm trying to, I try to, uh, give more context about why why you should listen to Haresh, In fact, because people are going to dismiss you just because you sat down and had, had tea or whatever with him. You see,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, you've been in a position where you've, you know, you played played like sports at quite a high level and everything, and and if you if you were in a position where you. You just trash the team, you know uh in the finals of some competition uh, then mm. after after that you know the the team is like, okay guys, you're you know you're a great sportsman, you're well on it, but it happened that the other team actually you know said some they said nasty stuff about you while on the pitch, or maybe even racist remarks or something like that, would you go out mm. of your way to like call them out and all
0: uh I think that's that's it's slightly really different. A it's different. Question, it's different. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's different. So, I would say, it, like, I think the him posting that and I think he did quite a few and this Mr. So posting yeah. uh, those Facebook posts, writing a blog, was a full-on 100% effort. La. Mm. And in my mind also, whatever you do, yeah, you weigh the pros and cons mm. um, because this is now a big weight on his shoulders. Mm. And that's where I guess people will always have different perspectives uh, de- depending on how strongly they feel about certain things. Mm. I will say that the wording of his Facebook post and the crowdfunding appeal, I think it doesn't set him up for empathy or compassion. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and I think that is the, the crux of, uh, crux for me because like right now, I know the, the judgment. Okay, so... I'm sure everyone has like kind of friends who have also shared their views on this case, and from certain lawyer friends of mine who I happen to be in WhatsApp groups, mm. uh, they did express that the amount hundred and eighty k is pretty damn high mm, right mm. um The judgment doesn't seem the most comprehensive because it really feels like a he say she say uh kind of thing mm. so just based on that and based on certain sentiments I've seen online that really go into the judgment, it feels like okay like that that there, there might be a case for appeal mm. um a lot of the chatter I've seen online are just shitting on uh uh mr so for for pursuing something to this extent mm. so so that's where I feel like um yeah if you wanted to crowdfund the wording could have been better la, or like the way he was doing it could have been better la.
1: yeah and I think just even not using a pay now account la, I think yeah, you could you exactly. a gofundme those things Go for use a GoFundMe or something that is on
0: a platform where you feel like it's a bit more transparent, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And like people can see the the how much has been raised and all because I think with pay now and like, okay, first of all, there's the general climate. A lot of people are aware that there's a lot of scams online. I'm not saying this is a scam, but I think people generally have an apprehension towards sending money to, to just something that is maybe not tracked. La. So in that case also, um, I think, yeah, using a platform, of course you have to pay, pay the platform fees and if it's public and you don't raise that much, it also doesn't bode well on you. Mm. Um, yeah, because because also this one, I have uh, heard anecdotally from some friends about the legitimacy of, or whether the tastefulness of the opposition lawyers demanding that the payment be made upfront while an appeal is happening. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I don't know the intricacies, but I think that is also not that, Black and white. La. Mm, mm, yeah. Right. Um, so so I
1: I think something that is missing from his Facebook post la, that, that, that is actually on his blog, if you click through to his blog to to mm. read about his fundraising appeal. Um, yeah. I think he paints it on his blog. He paints it more like, a, I stand for what's right. I speak out against lies and I fight against bullies. Facing greater odds has mm. never intimidated me. So... In that sense uh just him adding that line here makes me a bit more curious to to really read about the verdict line you know whereas i, yeah. I agree with you la, la. I think his facebook post is a bit lacking in um a bit lacking in, in 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 his his motivations behind appealing and 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 his motivations behind uh why why people should should fund his uh his legal fees and all that you know yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, basically, the Facebook post is more about. Oh, I just, I, I'm honest and I don't, I don't have the money on hand, lah. La. Uh, yeah. yeah, And and I will, you know, I, I think we have strong grounds for a successful appeal. So it just, uh, it just doesn't feel like a very as sincere as it does when
0: I read his uh, blog post instead, la. Yeah, it feels it feels very adversarial, la. And mm. I think at this point, the general perception of him is not the best, mm. um, right? Uh, as someone who is pursuing something like what you say, like in the times of COVID, this is ultimately something that it's it's uncovering the 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 truth to something that is by large largely put not the most consequential like, for sure. the general public. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that's where I think the approach oh, like he, he's just uh getting a lot more negativity from people who yeah, I, I'm probably not gonna deep dive into the 69 page judgment, mm. which I think doesn't help his case. Hey, like. But but there's another argument also, well,
1: right? As much as we say that yeah. is inconsequential for the man like yourself and me, um, mm. but if you are a sports person and this is your livelihood, um, they also say that I mean, the what the the uh, what what the Dr. Liu, um, you know, uh, the his sportsmanship award everything, kind of like. Um, puts a little, sh- throws a little shade on on the gold medal that he won, la, right? In some sense. Mm. They're saying that it, it's almost as if like Dr. Liu would have had a chance to win the gold medal if it wasn't for, you know, slowing down for to wait for everyone who made a mistake. Um, mm. And if you are a top-level athlete and all that, isn't that like, isn't that your bread and butter essentially? It's like your bread and butter being caught in the question, la, right? Your ability to, yeah. to, to do your basic your job, which is to win, right? So, so yeah. is it also fair to say that it's, it's inconsequential? It's like, yeah, it's like someone really calling to question your your ability at work, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess. Yeah, that that is a good point. It's like if if you were racing with three people and one of them uh, pulled out or because of an injury, there will always be this like, okay, like what what if, lah, right? Mm, mm, mm. So so in this case. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. Um, I think that the broader thing for me is that the reason why I followed Mr. So's post uh, over the past few years is because he was quite vocal against the the sporting uh, authorities in Singapore. Mm. And from my little experience playing um, hockey for the National Age Group team and all, I don't have the best impression of the Hockey Federation back back then. Mm. Um, and just from looking at the way certain things are done uh, with like, you know, the whole Joseph schooling or Ben Davis or something, Mm. I feel like there's so much better that could be done. And here was someone kind of speaking up against that, which Mm. I respected. Mm. I didn't know the intricacies of his issues with the Singapore National Olympic Council and all that. But I thought, okay, this is an interesting perspective. And that's why I've I've been always following him for the past few years. Mm. So like what you said, if it's questioning the integrity of not just the National Olympics Council or the SEA Games Council because that was a SEA Games event, but all the media around it, even PM Lee saying it, maybe that's what that's, that's the reason why he's so bullish about this. Like, because, you you know, one big thing about fake news is getting more and more prevalent. And of course, fake news about COVID and vaccines is that is you have life and death. Like. Mm-hmm. But this one, is also, if it's also, if it's really not true, let's give him the benefit of the doubt, it's not true. Then it feels a bit weird that it got that much traction and even appeared as an example for PM Lee's uh, National Day speech, lah. Mm, mm.
1: right, right.
0: right. So, so that's why I think. But in in this case, you know, like like you also saying, Doctor Liu, it it already has a lot of how you say, uh, being a doctor is one of those professions that you already accredited some some how you say, Li leeway, la, Right. Mm. So even the phrasing of uh, Mr. So versus Dr. Liu, be it by you or the media, already kind of pushes the 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 objective person towards towards uh, some corner. And I think with Miss uh Ruyong's post being so adversarial, wow, it's a it's a tough fight la. He will still mm. have his fans and and personal people fighting for him, which which is good. Mm. But in the public eye it's not the best image la, I unfortunately. mean, Unfortunately.
1: Yeah this kind of thing can never be there's no hundred percent objective. Uh, nah. Even just you look at yeah. that, you. You will look at the two faces side by side, and you think about who you trust more, like, Right? In this kind of he says she say kind of, <laughs> what, that one? he says she yeah. say kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't help it, but uh, yeah, Uh I mean, the, the, I, I won't deny like that, that you know the mm-hmm. it's just how the whole like seven minute two point four km thing, and like you know like picking a fight. With, I mean, allegedly picking a fight with commandos, and then after that. Somehow, Gurkhas being mm. brought in all that. There's just, I think everyone was like, eh, "What the hell is going on?" And then, so so now there's a bit of freud going on when, when people are seeing this thing about the the defamation
0: suit la. You know. So when you say shadenfroyd, you, can you remind me? I know you have you have defined it a few times in the past. Yeah, it's just uh oh, feeling happy, oh, liking when, people to fail. Is yeah, it? Yeah,
1: no, liking it when when shit happens to people la, other people, and being happy mm. about it la. Yeah, and then yeah, so sh- I mean, shit happens, has happened to so ryong in this case. And a lot of people seem yeah. to be dancing, dancing in the rain and very are happy, la, you know. Uh, which yeah, which yeah. I was also quite caught off guard by. I, at first I thought I was like, oh, a lot of people be like, oh, you know, this guy can run uh, 2.4 under 7 minutes. He's a, you know, he let's help you out and all that. But I, I'm not seeing any of that at all. La. A yeah. lot of people are like, and I mean, I will say. No, no, a lot of people are making uh uh, hundred eighty thousand dollars equals to sixty sixty thousand chicken rice. That oh, kind yeah. Of calculations, <laughs> yeah, yeah, based correct, on the, the the strange list of sponsors that were sponsoring the two point
0: four race. Uh. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think that's why I think I'm I'm glad that we are getting him on the podcast uh oh. next week to to hear from him and and challenge um whatever his thoughts are on this direct face to face Um, but even. I would imagine that for anyone, even objectively looking, the the defamation—I mean, being required to pay one hundred and eighty thousand—is quite high, la, Right? Mm. Even some of the political people who have been sued by PM Lee, it was not that high, right? Um, I think
1: it was high, but but the interesting thing is that uh, I'm not sure it's not gotten a lot of news in the last couple of years, lah. But the fact that um the people who were sued by PM Lee for defamation, Roy Gung, and, mm. and uh, I think the. Who, who was the other person? Uh, um, the, the, the TOC. Good, the guy who also crowdfunded, right? Yeah. Crowd yeah, they both very successfully crowdfunded um, to pay. Yeah, for Roy Gung, it was $150,000. He finished paying PM via crowdfunding. And, uh, mm. and that was after Mr. Leong Zihan, another blogger, raised 133000 in crowdfunding And this all happened uh, Both of these incidences Happened this year actually uh, Yeah, yeah Ngong was in May And, 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 and Leong Zi was in in April So uh, maybe in that sense uh, Mr. So is seeing a pattern That maybe he can You know if, if he's seen as a standing up Against authority and everything There's a chance that he can also Crowdfund to pay off that But yeah The 180000 is high Considering Roy gun was 150,000 and Leong su was 133,000.
0: Yeah, but also for for those two cases it's political Fair, like, yeah, political yeah. people will always have views. Yep, 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 so yeah, right. can imagine like I wasn't surprised like, that they managed to rise that much. But yeah. this one given that it seems like a personal dispute, wah, wow, it's going to be tough, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be tough. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's going to be gonna to be tough. But I mean, even then, like what you said, I think his blog post that he links to in his Facebook post has a bit more info, has a extract of the judgment and a bit more kind of info to help you form your own opinion. Yeah, I mean, right. I know. And, 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 and I, you can tell this guy, mm, modesty is not really
1: the, the number yeah, one yeah, thing. Yeah. Well. I mean, the website is literally called runsofast.com. Like, so as in his yeah. surname, so S-O-H. Yeah. Runsofaz.com yeah. So it's like Yeah It's um, uh, a yeah, like It's a very self-congratulatory
0: uh, Address as well uh, Yeah Yeah because I mean <laughs> I think that The the arrogant sportsman thing It, it can work But um, Even if you look like Say someone like Conor McGregor la, Right mm. Who is, Who was the epitome Of like the badass um, Who everybody aspires to be Because he says it like it is Even he has taken uh, A toll on his image mm. Just by being By sticking top, right? to, yeah. to that, yeah, being over the top. Yeah. So in this case, if you're looking for public funds and crowdfunding, mm. yeah, um, it's it's tough. And and I'm just curious how, it, I guess it's a good thing that, that we are getting him in next week. So he also has a few days to see how all this pans out. We have a few days. I'm curious mm. what our listeners uh, also think about the situation. And yeah, I'm curious how how my thoughts also are going to evolve yeah. from talking to him,
1: I think it's interesting, like because uh, actually, just just a small aside is that, you know, some, some sports persons, some sports people are. I mean, they. I think to some extent they're all super ultra competitive, like and probably all of them, the, the the ones that are really at the top, they really all think that they can be or are the best in the world, like, right? Um, yeah. So, but how? But yeah, how that manifests itself in, in the public image. I think it can be taken uh, in, in very different directions. So so like like you know, like why you mentioned someone like Conor McGregor or even uh, Novak Djokovic for example, when when people boo them and everything, it becomes they they use it as fuel uh, to to fuel their performance during um during during matches and all. Uh. So 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 mm. even for someone like, like uh So ryong or Mr. So Maybe maybe this kind of like uh, that that feeling like I that I've got a lot of haters. Also, is what motivates him to be such a great athlete as well, lah. So mm. um, I we're not saying that 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 he you know that he's an asshole just because he's he appears to be slightly more arrogant. But I'm just saying that maybe this is his way of like coping with haters and using it
0: as motivation for himself, yeah. 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 And I I think it's just it's just an interesting uh, case and interesting to see how. The public is reacting to to the things he's been doing the past few months, uh, Because mm-hmm. yeah, over the past few months, he's been in the news a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, maybe we'll, yeah. we'll share some chicken rice with him when he when we actually see him or something. Uh, yeah. Or or go for the Mister Lim massage, uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but but that's where when we share this podcast on our subreddit, um, yeah, just just put down, a... Uh, we we might have a separate thread to crowdsource questions from you guys, but mm. yeah, just put down your thoughts on the thread for this podcast because yeah. I'm really curious how people uh, would, would view uh, the case la. Mm. and also how they would uh, view what we have discussed uh, and, and given the fact that I met him yesterday and I'm also in that, hmm, okay, I know certain things that I can't say, but I want to talk about this and not be just just shy away from like, yeah, I, I don't want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- thankfully, it's not
1: just a name drop and, and, you know, and then you drop the mic. That's the most annoying. Mm. Those are the most annoying, right? Like what? Like what? what? What do you mean? The kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, that guy, yeah, yeah I spoke to him recently and blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I spoke, like, uh, you don't know, like, Terrence, you don't know, yeah, la, okay? You yeah, know, yeah, you focus on, inside, on your family exactly. or you don't know, la, okay? that's okay. annoying, la. that's damn annoying. don't know, all this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, and yeah, hopefully next week when we get him in, it'll be an interesting conversation. Yep, correct, correct. But yeah, speaking of cool. Reddit, speaking of Reddit, or oh, oh, not red, yes. just Reddit,
1: but anywhere else. Uh, mm. What, have you seen a short comment that you want to highlight?
0: Um, I mean, there is a Shook comment, and I don't know whether it's going to be your Shook comment also. Go ahead. Uh, it is the, the super, I mean, it's a, Shocked but very sad comment from someone who talked about his experience with a relative, uh, and uh, dealing with COVID and the uncertainty over the past few weeks, la. Mm, mm. Yeah, and and it was, Well, it's fucking uh, heartbreaking because it was quite a lengthy post and it just it's just a a, a sad reflection of the reality, la. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So so I mean. Let me pull it up. This is by Jui right? underscore Jui, right? Yeah, by Jui. So, so yeah. So I mean, it's just about his his or her aunt testing positive, his grandma on uh testing positive, and also the fact that his grandma passed away lah. So this is by no means uh 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 a, a, a shock comment at all, but it's I think it's just a very very stark reminder of oh fuck this is the the reality of like what's what's going on la. and and I think for anyone to open up like that in a public forum must be fucking hard. Hopefully it's it's almost like somewhat cathartic for them to to share the story. But I would encourage everybody to read it just to understand oh shit this is what this is what uh the, the, the sadness of, of of how things unfold when, when a a loved one gets COVID and passes on. La. Yeah and and I think uh, I really wanna thank uh
1: Drew also for really going into uh, blow by blow like the details of, of day by day what was happening during the that period when they've uh and just being very honest and, and upfront about it. Like. Uh and I yeah, I merely shared it with, with uh the our WhatsApp groups and everything because I felt like this these were you know, these are stories right, of COVID that, that that uh we're not hearing like, you know. And um uh but but also yeah, I mean in some related fashion my 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 short comment also is is really from that same uh thread as well where where there are people coming forward and saying that they are from the healthcare sector. You know, they mm. they're literally um working in the emergency rooms. Uh more, more specifically Missy he Help la. Uh and saying that yeah, uh do, that he or she I guess it's she works in the emergency department and and uh, yeah, a lot of people are flocking to emergency departments because they got a positive ART test. La, and, and so they have they have to see these normal emergency patients on top of these panicked souls uh. so uh, yeah, uh, a bit of foreboding when they when she says that it's so true that healthcare system is gonna snap uh, and, and, and yeah la, we were, we we're hoping that that doesn't happen. so yeah, folks just try and try and uh, follow the new instructions that have come out for. For home, for positive ART te- ART tests at home,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, don't don't, don't uh,
1: strain our healthcare system anymore, la. Yeah,
0: I think I think that threat especially because I remember mentioning that when my girlfriend got a quarantine order, it was the first time I was that close to like, oh shit, this is the reality, and it was a bit, it was a bit jarring, mm. So reading this, I think it's just a reality check for people to realize, oh fuck, like, uh, it's, it's uh, it's sad, la. It's sad, and 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 it's just a, a reminder of the reality, like. La. <laughs> Yeah, of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So, so Jui, uh, hope hope you and your family are doing all right. Yeah, and Missy, uh, Hope you are not, you're not,
1: you know, you hope you're coping in the emergency departments. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, uh, yes, siree. Yes, okay. uh, but to end the on one-shot a one-shot thing, slightly yeah, slightly more positive note, uh, this, this yeah, what well, What is what is your one-shot thing? Uh, let me just uh, pull it up now. Uh, hmm. You, you can go
0: ahead with yours if you have yours in front of you. Okay. So um so mine mine is the story of this one youtuber uh who mm. goes by Tom Scott. Uh mm. right. Uh and he does kind of deep dive video essays about YouTubers have to declare ads and, and just just about things that are on people's minds but uh to deep dive is a bit tricky and it's very very focused on pop culture Mm. so he has this one video called um, this video has 36,950,101 views Mm. so the interesting thing about this is that when you click on it right Mm. the title of the video is the exact number of views it has Okay. Um. You, you, you get what I mean? So, so it's interesting. So, what, what he, he built a little code was to automatically update the title of the video every time there's a new view that comes in. Mm, mm, you, you get okay. it? So, if you watch it later, the title of the video will be different because it will match the the view count that you see when you watch the video. Mm. So, it's fucking... It blew my mind because uh the... It's just a very smart use of the platform to do something super cool. Like. Mm. And he does it using the YouTube API. Um, and, and it gets a little technical, but I just thought it's fucking interesting. Like. Mm. It's so interesting. Okay. Yeah, so anyone who clicks on the title of the video, like for the link in the in the show notes, if we put the title of the video, it would change by the time you watch it because it will match uh, the view count at the time when you watch the video.
1: Got it, got it.
0: Yeah, so it's pretty damn cool. Like.
1: Interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah So my one short thing is also related to uh new technology and entertainment uh, kind of like mm. kind of and, and a little bit of of audience interaction with the technology um there's a new series premiering I don't know if it's a series or I don't know, I don't think it's a series just a one-off thing uh it's a uh, premiering on Netflix on October 5th it's an interactive film called Escape the Undertaker and Oh. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's basically a haunted house with the wrestler, the Undertaker, uh controlling the haunted house and, and, and leading a bunch of uh wrestlers called I mean a wrestling group a wrestling stable called The New Day as they go through the house la. Uh mm. and you know uh we've had uh Netflix interactive films like the I I guess the big the biggest one was uh Bandersnatch, right? The Black Mirror, the Black Mirror Interactive mm. Film. But this one's uh yeah this one's a new one and it's a tie in with a very I mean a very big WWE star the Undertaker, so I think it'll be interesting mm. But uh yeah and this and this also is coming out in uh around the time that Netflix has announced that they they bought over a game studio recently, for the first time. So they're pivoting you know into more interactive experiences alongside the 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 the, the shows that they're re- releasing. So. Uh yeah, I think I think hopefully we'll see more of these kind of things like let's say you're enjoying Squid Games now. Maybe there'll be a a Squid Games interactive game or or, or film that comes out alongside the, the show la, or like a couple of weeks after its release. Uh and that happens more frequently than than it does right now. La. I think right now it really feels like these are all like one off specials and there isn't that mm. regularity with like, oh, a Stranger Things game or or a Squid Game game and things like that, la. But hopefully going forward there's there's more of that, no? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man! But yeah, it's going to Undertaker. drop when it's going to drop October fifth on Netflix. Uh, yeah, wow. the trailer is already out, so it looks pretty awesome. So it's going to be similar to like Bandersnatch, lah, right? No, nah, but I think it's a bit more cartoony, a bit more like going through Disney, uh, like a haunted house at Disney, that kind of thing. But it's an experience on your TV, lah. You know, mm. like do you follow the fog or do you follow the Undertaker as he goes upstairs and stuff like that, no? yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah,
0: I see, I see. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Cool, man.
1: Uh, so there's All a bunch right. of
0: things. So as always, the links are going to be in the show notes. Mm. And and yeah, if if nothing else, we will talk to y'all soon. Stay safe, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.